welcome back to Out the Gate, the podcast about sailing and adventure on and around San Francisco Bay. I'm Ben Shaw, host and producer of the show. Well, before we jump into this week's episode, a quick update on Cyril Daramo, the kayaker I talked to on the last episode. He set out just after the interview aired, paddling out the Golden Gate on his way to Hawaii. But after a few days, he was battling seasickness, high winds, and gear issues, and he made the difficult decision to evacuate and abandon his kayak, calling for a rescue from the Coast Guard. Given that he was only about 60 miles off of Santa Cruz, a few days later, he was able to organize a rescue for the boat, towing it back into shore. And he's currently assessing the damage to the vessel and may actually attempt another crossing this season. He's kind of busy right now figuring things out and what comes next, but he's agreed to sit down for a follow-up interview in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. It'll be interesting to hear what he'll do differently the next time because he assured me his dream is still alive and there will be a next time. Also, I wanted to mention that Summer Salestis is this Saturday, June 19th, started by friend of the show, John Arndt. Summer Salestis is an international celebration of sailing, and all you need to do to participate is go to the site, summersalestis.com, and log your plans, and then get out on the water. Doesn't matter how, where, what boat, just get out there. Okay, on to this week's show. Today, I talked to Noel Bruin and Laura Levy, who met while sailing on San Francisco Bay and bonded over the desire to create quality sailing gear for women. They started a company called Somond. I met them both a couple years back at the Richmond Boat Show when Somond was really just an idea. And in the past couple of years, They've brought that idea to fruition, and now they have a jacket on the market called the Farallon Jacket, and it's selling really well. So we talk about how they conceived of the business, what it's taken them to get here through the pandemic, and what they plan on doing next. So enjoy. So my name is Laura Levy, uh, co-founder of Simond, Stealing Apparel for Women. Um, I live in San Francisco, but originally from the East Coast, from uh, right outside New York City area. And so I'm Noelle Bruin, the other co-founder of Zimond, and I recently moved to Tiburon from San Francisco, which is great being near the water. Um, and I grew up in the Bay Area. Different coasts, but you both grew up on the water and doing some sailing. Tell me about how each of you started sailing. So I started sailing around the age of 12, um, started in Opti's, which was a blast. So just really fell in love with the sport of sailing pretty young. From there, just progressed to, to sailing lasers, did a little bit of racing, but honestly, mostly just fun summer junior sailing program on the Long Island Sound out of Larchmont, New York. From there, I, um, I coached sailing in college, mostly just junior youth sailing. So Opti's both um, learned to sail and racing Opti's as well. Really just have loved sailing my whole life. So when I moved to San Francisco, 
I decided to get connected in here and um, actually met Noelle sailing. Laura, what was your, what do you remember about sailing for the first time on San Francisco Bay? My first memory actually was how unprepared I was because I had the total wrong outfit, which is funny now that I'm a founder of a sailing apparel company, but growing up sailing on the East Coast and mainly just sailing in the summer, phallies were something I didn't ever need. I would sail on a swimsuit, board shorts, that kind of thing. So when I moved here, the first time I went out sailing, I put myself on a crew list, ended up going out and was wearing leggings, maybe like a Patagonia police soaked by the end of the day it was miserable <laughs> and, the, and then i first first thing i did when i got home was google all right sailing apparel where, where do i buy it what can i buy it's funny because even then i was just like wow like there really aren't a lot of options huh. yeah and nicole you you grew up sailing so so you were kind of a little more used to what the bay could throw at you i guess i grew up like on the bay um going to the saint francis i had a a uh, step-grandfather who was like on the America's Cup committee, like in the 70s and 80s. So I was always on keel boats, but very oh, wow. ironically, I didn't actually start sailing until I was in high school. That's when I joined like the St. Francis Junior Sailing Program and got out on dinghies. But I guess I kind of knew what to expect more than you, or at least I was always like bundled up in clothing. So I figured it would be cold, but I was shocked at how soaked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got but you know when you're when you're put on the bow that's also yeah. found to happen I feel like going from like keelboat to dinghy that was a really shocking for me it was like oh like kind of normal clothing to like wetsuit and so that was yeah that was a little strange San Francisco Bay does make you realize quickly how important having the right clothing is I have to say that when when I take my girls who you just both met because they popped in before we started this interview. Uh, when my wife and I take them out on the bay, we, we suit them up in their ski gear because that's what's most appropriate. And then they can strip down, take layers off. But we find their ski pants and their ski jackets is the best thing to keep them warm. Yeah. I should have done that. <laughs> For little ones, it works well. I'm not sure it, it, it um, transfers as well when you're an adult. It's the best thing we have, <laughs> unless you guys are going to start a line for children. It's definitely on the distant horizon. I would love to. My sister has a one-year-old and a three-year-old, so she's always like, you need to make children's sailing gear, like, now. <laughs> so, hopefully, one day. So, Noelle and Laura, how did you meet? You, you mentioned the St. Francis Yacht Club. Is that how the two of you first got to meet each other and start sailing together? So we actually met at uh, South Beach Yacht Club on uh, Friday Night Racing, but through a, through a St. Francis member, Andrew Lorenzen. So we, we went out on his boat and he had just got his boat for one of the Friday night beer can races. And, uh, and it's funny, we just, we started talking and realized we both had backgrounds in design. We were both kind of complaining about our, our sailing apparel. I just, probably bought mine not that long ago too because <laughs> it was pretty close to when I moved here and then Noel said you know I'm I'm working on starting a sailing apparel brand and I said well I'd love to to get involved so let's work on this together basically and then yeah. we took it from there cool so Noel tell me about the genesis of that idea how did uh you decide that hey I think this is something that the world needs and this is something I could do 
I think uh, just being in the sailing world, like Laura and I both found that um, there just weren't a whole lot of options for women. And like weirdly in sailing compared to other sports, the whole like shrink it and pink it um, attitude still exists where that's definitely gone by the, like the wayside from most other sports. And then and pink it meaning just take men's clothing, make it a little smaller and make it sparkly and pink. Basically, yeah, more <laughs> or less. I mean, and then a lot of it is just like, just shrink it and not even, like, it's just the same not gear, but cut like, for smaller men, which women are not, Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very odd. Um, and then, yeah, having the background in design, um, like I did my master's degree in product design in Switzerland, and I worked with a luxury, like, ski apparel company over there. So I learned a lot about like the manufacturing process and kind of, I guess, took some of my knowledge from like ski clothing, which is actually, you know, very similar to sailing clothing, taking that knowledge and then combining it with like Laura's design knowledge. It was really, yeah, like one of these moments where I was just kind of playing or like toying around with the idea and then meeting Laura, it was like a... I don't know what you call it, like a magical moment, like, like a light bulb. Yeah, like, well, I felt like we had invalidated <laughs> each other's idea because it was something, you know, I had, you know, it's really funny, actually, before I met Noelle, I was telling our mutual friend that we went sailing with Andrew that I'd, I think it would be fantastic to start a women's sailing apparel brand. And he said, oh, well, you've got to meet Noelle. She, you know, she's interested in creating sailing gear as well. So um, it was kind of that moment where our ideas really, we validated each other and then we decided, okay, well, let's do our research. Let's see how we can actually make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. The stars definitely like aligned there <laughs> for us. Very cool. And I first met both of you, I think it was around two years ago at the boat show in Richmond. It was still pretty nascent then. You were just getting things going. Tell me about the last couple of years, because now you have a jacket on the market. What have some of the, um, I don't know, hurdles, some of the exciting points, some of the main uh, markers been along the way? Oh, wow. So much has happened. <laughs> uh, where do we even start with that? Um, I mean, well, everything takes longer than you think it's going to, especially when you're looking at, um, you know, producing apparel. So everything... So we started off designing ourselves. Noelle did our initial sketches and product design using her background. Um, we did some, you know, she even did some prototype sewing herself, but then we decided to use uh, a pattern maker based out of Oregon to really refine that. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that process a little bit. Yeah, so designing a garment is very different from making the actual pattern. Like to make the technical production ready pattern is a very, very technical skill that not a lot of people have. And pattern makers, there are a few of them and they're very in demand. And the really good technical sport pattern makers are mostly in Oregon. So luckily that's not too far away, but we found a pattern maker, made our pattern. And then um, I guess it was like a lot of research. You wouldn't like believe the number of zippers there are in the world and like how many different choices of fabric we went through how many various changes on prototypes and i don't know all kinds of things. i think we redid the hood six times yeah just for an example it just like little iterations of things like so at first it was a roll away hood and then it was a zip off and then we we're like well actually we want our hood to do both things because it's really important because some people don't like the hole when it rolls away but then you don't want to lose it if it zips off 
I mean, even just like the elastic cord and the way that was constructed in the hood. So it wraps around in order to protect you from the elements like that, that we, we redid the placement of that, I think twice. So yeah. just everything takes such a long time. And then once we got our pattern ready, I mean, we were researching factories in the background because we knew that process would take some time as well. So we did a lot of evaluation of factories. I think at one point we were talking to four or five different factories to evaluate who would be the best fit for us. And then we had to go through prototyping with factories as well. So we ended up um, settling on one factory that we found to really just hit all the marks, have experience creating waterproof garments, which was really important to us. And the products that they had created were quality. I know Noel actually met the factory in person in Munich, right? Yeah, in Germany. Yeah. Hmm. Right before the pandemic. Right, yeah. I'm going to ask how the pandemic affected production or timeline or how did, what kind of wrenches did that throw for you guys? Well, that was a little crazy. At first, we kind of, we took a pause for about a week or so and we're like, well, the world might be ending. <laughs> so what do we really want to do? This? What is going to happen? So yeah, we initially thought like, well, that's the end of that dream. Like, this is never going to happen. And then ultimately we decided to go ahead and have a sample made with the factory that I had just met um, when I was in Germany at this like giant sports conference and they sent it back. And I remember like sneaking out to FedEx because we were under stay at home order. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Stay at home order. So I didn't even know if I was allowed to leave. I remember like driving out being like, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not like arrested. <laughs> and I picked it up and it was awesome. So I don't know. We just kept chugging along through the pandemic and kept pushing forward with having various samples made going through the whole like pre-production process with them. Ultimately, we decided to pull a trigger and go into production. So it actually worked out well, especially for being a brand new company, our company's first time in production. I think having that time where not a whole lot else was really going on in the world to distract us was very good. Ultimately, we got it focused, we got this jacket produced and yeah, now it's for sale. So. And I would say the timing actually is quite ideal with now anything that is outdoor related, just off the charts in terms of sales. Yeah, people are definitely wanting to get outside in the pandemic. I think it's, um, you know, the pack cup is already sold out for or oversubscribed, I think, for 2022. Yeah. Which is really amazing. I mean, because it's so early. And all of our instructor friends have said they've been like booked solid. And even like um, we had a call with the head of marketing for the American Sailing Association, and he was saying like their classes have gone crazy. And, and he was pointing out that like in all their classes right now, they basically have like a 50-50 split of like men and women. So they're seeing this like really interesting trend too, where maybe it was a pandemic or maybe it was just like a societal shift, but like there are a ton of women entering sailing right now. So it's a good moment. It's a great time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That is great to hear. Yeah. Was it an easy decision to go with the jacket first or was there... Back and forth, should we, what should we do? The jacket always felt like the normal first, like halo product is what we call it. It seems like maybe, I guess you could make arguments for other pieces of apparel, but maybe the most important piece of gear you could have besides your PF, PFD, sorry. 
<laughs> I do that all the time. I do too. that all the time, which is really funny. <laughs> Don't even name Adobe. My brain is in work mode, but uh, I think it's definitely like the most important piece that you could have sailing, and it was a very important piece to us to focus. And we also really wanted to focus on like the racing aspect of sailing, so we wanted to make a very technical jacket, not like a lifestyle jacket, like when people asked us about our company, they kind of always assumed we'd end up like a, a Vineyard Vines type of company where it's like very much like a nautical lifestyle brand. Um, so it was a lot of explaining like, no, we're here to like make technical gear and make it like, you know, fit as well as it functions. Yeah. I want to hear more about the jacket since you, you mentioned the technical aspect. You were talking about the hood. You you both obviously put a lot of thought into this jacket. I've actually seen one, had my hands on one because our mutual friend, Kira, I had lunch with not long ago and she was proudly sporting her new Soman jacket. And there were a lot of little touches. Actually, it was my wife and Kira uh, and I all who had lunch together. And Kira was pointing out this great feature that it didn't have Velcro on the sleeves. And my wife was like, oh yeah, yeah, that always gets caught in your hair and the, these little details. So tell us about some of those details. What, what, what is on the, the cuffs instead of Velcro? The cuffs are a snap tape. We actually, with the pattern maker that we worked with in Portland, they do material sourcing as well. So we worked with them and we identified several different Velcro alternatives. We even tried magnets at one point too. So we tried a lot of different things for the cuffs. And then we found that the snap tape was durable, um, it is an adjustment. It's, it's not as easy as Velcro to just slap it on. You have to line it up correctly, but once it's snapped into place, it works very effectively. And I love that I can just throw my jacket in my gear bag at the end of the day and I'm not pilling all my clothing or getting Velcro stuck, stuck in my hair. It's a cool little like Japanese invention. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very fun little stuff to play with. And I think we were pretty adamant that we had to have a low Velcro design. Um, we both have had the like, negative experience of being out sailing and having your hair just like stuck to your clothing to everything mm -hmm. <laughs> so uncomfortable and we all have jackets where the velcro has finally given up the ghost and the sleeves no longer close so what are some of the other specific that maybe some of the things that you that that make it specific for women yeah so i think there are quite a few things i can think of like four things off the top of my head so like Freedom of movement is a big one. Um, a lot of women's jackets are kind of cut like, if you think of it as a flat jacket on the ground, they're cut like a box if you look at them. So they have a lot of um, movement like in their arms, but that only comes by having like tons of extra fabric everywhere. So we made ours anatomically cut. So it's cut to fit a woman's body the way a woman's body naturally curves. And we also did things like anatomically cutting elbows so that there's actually like the pattern. Yeah, it's designed to like articulate. So when your elbow moves, like the jacket moves as well. So it takes some getting used to having this more like fitted garment, but ultimately like we've had a lot of um, positive feedback. Like women actually tend to really enjoy having this jacket that like is made for their bodies and made to fit them. but also gives them a lot of uh, freedom of movement. And the fabric is a four-way stretch, so uh, you're able to, to move in it as well. Second one, I guess, 
waterproof like breathability you know our jackets very like very waterproof rainproof like under pressure abrasion resistant like all the things that you know the boxes that should be ticked or like what you'd expect of like a well-made jacket but like I guess the thing that's different on ours for women or I guess you could do it for men too but we did a hybrid lining on the inside so like most jackets are just mesh but ours we put mesh like where you want to breathe like at your back and under your arms and then we picked like a different fabric where you actually want to stay warm like in your core um, a lot of women want their cores to stay like very warm because it's where we lose a lot of heat so yeah and that was fun like figuring all that out as well yeah Laura talked about the the modular hood giving you a lot of options a lot of women you know we've had feedback where they're like oh we don't want like the bright yellow hood when we walk into the club after sailing like it's jarring so in addition to being like a safety element, like a, you know, you can zip on your bright yellow hood, you can zip it off and have either no hood or have like the matching color hood, the hood that matches the color of the jacket. So if you want a more low profile, whatever design, when you walk into the club or walk around town, you know, you can just fit in. And then we had a lot of other really thoughtful features. Uh, we had like a, a buff. A buff, yeah. Yeah, so we have a, a pocket in the back of the jacket that has, well, I guess we shouldn't use the term buff. I think that's that's a, that's a trademark term. So I'm gonna say <laughs> neck gaiter um, yeah. that, that comes out of the back of the jacket and it has a little leash too, so you could, and a loop so you can fasten it and you're not going to lose it. And then I'm not sure if we mentioned, or I had mentioned about the hood, not to backtrack, oh, sorry. <laughs> but it's like my favorite. Um, that the hood, so the jacket comes with a matching color hood, but then we have an, another high visibility hood that you can purchase separately um, that you can, it's interchangeable. So it's a modular design, which is pretty cool. I feel like you explained this, but I just, no, I, I love that feature. So. <laughs> um, and then we also have a built-in hat clip, um, which is pretty cool. So it's a little, there's a little pocket on the back of the collar that you can unzip and pull out a hat clip cord. That's definitely great because I'm always losing the, you know, the hat clips that you have to attach. What have been some of the highlights in terms of getting it out there into people's hands? Lots of highlights. Um, I mean, I think it's been amazing just how supportive the local Bay Area community has been. You mentioned Kira. Kira has been a huge cheerleader for us. I mean, she's such a motivator for women in sailing overall. So it's been great to get her involved. We're actually doing a collaboration also coming up with Modern Sailing and the female instructors. So we will be featuring the women of Modern Sailing and our jackets, which is something we're excited about. We just did a fantastic on the water photo shoot um, a couple weeks ago with the only female um, J88 uh, boat captain, I think in North America, um, Logan. So her boat is called Hijinks. Um, it's one of the boats that I race on regularly. And we had an incredible group of women from varied backgrounds. Um, we had former Olympian Pam Healy on the boat too. And everyone just um, was so supportive of our jackets, loved the fit, loved the colors. And we had just a blast getting out on the water and doing a real sailing photo shoot where we went out and did real maneuvers. We set a kite, we did, you know, everything that you would basically do on the water in a photo shoot, which I think is unique. We're not using professional models when we um, go out to market our products, we're using real sailors. And that's something we're really excited about. Talk about the logistics of that. Do you have more than one boat? <laughs> so we, we had so much support. We actually had 
um, Ian Charles, he came out and helped our photographer, Christy Usher. He took out his protector and we had like a chase boat and his wife, Natalie was one of our models. She's also a great sailor. She was on the boat sporting our jacket. We had photographer and sailor Christy Usher doing the whole photo shoot. It was fun. So we kind of shuffled her back and forth from on the boat to off the boat to get different action shots. Yeah. And I got to sit on the protector and we, um, mic'd up Laura who was doing bow like for the photo shoot and so I was was actually really funny because I kept having all of these side conversations and forgetting that I was mic'd up the whole time so I would be like just talking about the most random things and Noel was like you know I can hear everything you say and I was like well whatever I was just talking about this bike ride I did last weekend (laughs) it was funny it was so so much fun it was the most complicated thing I think we've done in terms of coordinating people and boats and jackets. It was awesome. It was very rewarding. And now we have like thousands of photos we need to <laughs> shuffle through. I know we have, we actually had so much great content from that shoot that we have to share with everyone. Um, so we're, we're definitely excited to do that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Where do people go? Not only see the photos, but to, to grab a jacket if they want to get one. So our website, www.simon.com, you can go and there's a couple of uh, photos on our front page actually from that shoot right now. We just updated it. We're going to be updating the product shots as well, but that's where you go and you can buy our jacket online on our website. You can also shop on our Instagram page too. How much does it cost? And I'm, I'm less interested in the price point and more interested in how you came to that. So yeah, so the price points is $395. It's, I would say it's on the moderate to expensive side. Um, we wanted it to be affordable, but we didn't want to compromise on quality. And because we are a smaller company and producing in lower quantities, our price probably isn't as competitive as some of the larger brands. Um, but we're, you know, we're committed to basically not reaping as large of a profit just to get our jacket out to market initially as we build our brand. To that point, like, our brand really is just the two of us at this point. Like we're not venture backed. We're not funded by like millions. It's literally like our savings that we've like poured into this and that we're using. So it's just us like on this mission to create the best possible sailing gear that we can for women. And we took the approach of really being like a, a one product at a time kind of company. Like we don't want to just put more gear or more stuff out into the world because we can but we want to be really careful about giving women like not more but like better options so give them the best gear that we can possibly make and and be really like thoughtful about it i'm curious if you considered something like a kickstarter and and if you did why you didn't go that way or well we might it's not too late for us to do it's something we're actually talking about um, as we look to expand the line because we have several products we're in the process of developing. And, um, you know, it's definitely something we're strongly considering. We wanted to launch this ourselves initially with the jacket and just get a feel for the market in the process without putting the pressure on ourselves, I think, to do something like a Kickstarter. Uh-huh. Um, but it's something that it's not out of the question for the future. Have sales been good? And what kind of reception are you getting in terms of people? buying it. Uh, I guess I should first ask, when did it actually go on sale? 
So just last month, I mean, it's so new. Yeah. Uh, and we're actually, we're really proud of the sales we've gotten so far. We definitely still have jackets in stock. So we're actually running a little low though, I think already on our white jacket because we ordered a smaller quantity. The, right? the white and like the larger size of the blue. So those are more like limited edition colors. We uh, had, to, we were being kind of careful when we thought about color. We knew black always sells, but we wanted to do colors too to be <clears throat> interesting. So we picked two and made smaller quantities of those. So um, those are starting to sell out, which is great. I know you're early on with the jacket. Obviously the gears are turning. You were saying Kickstarter is not out of the question. What, where do you think you might want to go without, I'm not asking you to reveal any trade secrets here. So we're developing our pets and then like thinking of a few other products, like what would be the natural next step after that. Um, I'm not, I'm not familiar, pets. you said? Like sailing bibs. Sailing yeah. Bibs. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It took us a while. Um, my husband is British. So we thought the words were interchangeable, just like British and American. But actually, we've learned that no, bibs and salopettes are two different categories of like bib. Yeah. It's funny. Actually, Nicole Peralt told me that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the other not only is I'm... there a different language for all the sailing terminology, there's a different language for sailing gear terminology and clothing. <laughs> So bibs, you know, if you yeah. think of like these uh, ski bibs that have like an adjustable strap, they, they have like that elastic strap and then salopettes don't have that elastic strap. They have more of a, like a shoulder, right? And it just zips down the front as opposed to the, um, like adjustable. the adjustable elastic straps. I don't know if I'm doing a good job of explaining this, but the, the ones with the elastic strap, bids. The other one, Celtic. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't believe the like terminology we've learned throughout all of this. It's been a little crazy. Yeah. I mean, there, we, I shouldn't go too far into it, but like we tested fabric and learned there are like special robots you can have that like rub your fabric in different patterns to figure out right. like abrasion resistance and like, uh, you know, spraying high pressure water at our jacket to figure out the waterproof levels. It, but anyways, it's great. I mean, you must have learned so much doing all of this. I think it was a crash one of the most fun parts, really. Yeah. And we wanted to be like super hands-on throughout the whole process to like, we wanted to learn everything there was to know about it too. I feel like we've learned a lot. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So we're trying to make a really innovative bib or salopet actually. I think we're going to go with those and not the bibs. So that's kind of in process of prototyping right now. So hopefully that will be released early next year. And then in addition to that, we're looking at other items as well. We might have some quicker releases on items like vest potentially, or I don't know. I don't want to get too much into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, we're, we're, we're definitely working and our gears are turning and we're trying to come up with new products that are going to be quality, innovative, and things that you know we'd like to wear in our own sailing wardrobes, really. I think in the future, we definitely want to like expand into juniors we've had a lot of feedback that a lot of junior sailors have even like probably fewer options than women so like juniors want cooler gear so we're definitely open to going down that route um if anyone listening to this has ideas or like challenges that they faced with their gear like get in touch oh definitely like, i love feedback um, and it's been so great to just talk to all of the bay area sailors and just get yeah. all of their feedback we want it good and bad yeah <laughs> Is the best way to do that through your website too? Yeah, yeah. So you can contact us directly through our website. You can also email us. Um, 
I'm Laura at Simon.com. So that's pretty easy. Or Noel at Simon.com. And Somond is spelled like S-O-M-A-N-D. Like yes. a lot of people don't quite realize how it's spelled. We picked a pretty obscure Danish word. <laughs> what does Somond mean and why did you pick it? Somond is a Danish word. It means sailor in Danish. I think we liked the typography of the O with like the slash through it. And then I have some Danish uh, relatives and Danish background in me. So I could go into the whole story. So my um, uncle is a big sailor. He's 100% Danish and he took us out sailing a lot as children. And my cousin, who is half Danish, um, is a few years older than me. And she started sailing at the San Francisco um, in the junior program there. And that was the first time I had kind of realized in my life that like, oh, like women can sail. Because I spent most of my like youth um, being on boats that were sailed by men. So she was a huge inspiration to me. And then Laura really liked the name. So Your parents have a boat named Saman, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Too. So they named the boat after our company. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can you um, have the same name so that one day if we take photos on the boat, <laughs> it will like... Smart thinking. Yeah. So that was good. I'm not sure my sister was thrilled about it, but whatever. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't please everyone. Yeah. Give her a jacket, she'll get over it. Yeah, I think we already did. Yeah. Did. <laughs> uh, what haven't we talked about that you guys want to talk about? There's this really interesting like intersection happening where like more women are entering like the sailing community and becoming sailors and also like society's attitudes towards like women is changing and it feels like everything's really opened up and now is really the time um, to include more women in sailing, to value them and encourage them. And, you know, we've seen a lot of interesting things like SailGP just announced that they're having two women join their team. Uh, one of them, Daniela, who's like from the St. Francis Yacht Club. And um, that's been super inspiring. Pippo Hare finished the Vendee Globe recently. That's crazy. Just, you know, how she says like more men have walked on the moon than like women have finished that race. And I feel like now's the time to really like celebrate women, value, encourage them in sailing. And sailing is such an incredible sport and so amazing to be involved in. Like, I wish everyone in the world could have the opportunity to sail. It's such a fun. Yeah, I think it's so empowering. And I think, you know, that's one of the things we're really excited about is creating that gear that could be like a superpower for the women in sailing that are wearing it. Because, yeah. I mean, there's nothing like, I feel like just having um, just feeling confident, feeling powerful when you're on the water. And that's what sailing does for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of the psychology behind a lot of sports actually does come from the clothing. Like when you put on your ski clothing, you, you know, you feel like you've become the skier. Like when you put on your like running clothes, you become like the runner. It's really about this mind shift where you become that athlete and that person in the sport. So I think that's really our mission, you know, like we're here to help women thrive in sailing and if we succeed, like awesome. If not, like we're having a blast. And so much of it is about those role models. Like you talked about with your cousin is seeing girls, seeing more women in those Definitely. leadership positions and then 
getting more and more women into the sport. Yeah, and we're really fortunate in the Bay Area at the St. Francis where there are actually like a lot of women role models around to see like you sail with Nicole, she won Yachtsman of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're so fortunate um, to have sailing mentors that are female, and it's just, it's really empowering to see what women have accomplished in the sport of sailing, especially here in the Bay Area, and it's, I think women are accomplishing more all the time as the years go on, so it's it's great to see that. It sounds like you're both getting out there on the water a lot these days, still, Definitely. even with the business. Are there any big races you're looking forward to now that things are starting to open up? Well, just looking forward to all the racing. I think we're both sailing in the offshore um, light, ship. light ship regatta on oh. Saturday. It was funny. We're both sailing on different boats. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Um, we're excited for Friday night sailing. I just did the first Friday night of the season at Corinthian Yacht Club the other week. So excited for that. Yeah. Um, excited for Rolex Big Boat Series this year because it's going to happen. That's, you know, we missed it last year, of course. And really just all the regattas that are coming up between now and then. We're also thinking about um, sailing down the coast, uh, potentially joining the Baja Haha this year, do some cruising. That would be so cool. We'll see if that happens. Hopefully we can do the Pack Cup in 2022, but that's well, so already away. sold out. I need, well, I need yeah. a ride. We'll so find a ride. anyone's <laughs> listening to this and you know would like to invite me, <laughs> reach out. Uh, well thank you both so much maybe one day we can all get out there on the water together but definitely wish we could have done this in person but but next time when the pants come out we'll do it again that would be wonderful yeah thank, thank you. you so much Ben well, that wraps up the show you can find and buy Soman gear at www somand.com and you can find me on Instagram at outthegatesailing of course you can always reach out to me via email at outthegatesailing at gmail.com I'm Ben Shaw host and producer of the show and until next time smooth sailing